Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. And it's my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you. I will cry if I want to. I will cry because Bobby bought me the wrong copy of uh, (laughs) Starship's Troopers. Uh, (laughs) Maybe they they shouldn't fucking make 18 games, okay? Maybe you should put the right one on your wish list. (laughs) Thanks. So, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff happened right now. uh, I was like, hey, Bobby. I mean, it was on my wish list, so uh, and I wanted the game. So he bought me Terran Command. By the way, I Googled it. It's the RTS. And I Googled it right now to get the link so I could post it. And um, uh, I saw that it says mobile game. So I don't know if it's a mobile game port. It's got good uh, reviews, though. So Hmm. um, there is that. So Bobby bought that one so we could play together because he was thinking it was Extinction. Extermination. um, Extermination. (laughs) Even you got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. Uh, Sorry. Too many years. This is not the first time. I want to say last year during your birthday, I bought you a game that you already had on Game Pass. But again, it was on your wish list. Yeah, this is true. We've we've got a long history of just fucking up your birthday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Keeping the tradition alive. That's what you're doing. In the ultimate one-upping move, Amanda's like, here, I'll buy you the one you really want. And she sent me over extermination? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. well, so, also, yeah. too, like, I played that one, and it's so it's so much fun. But it's definitely one of those games that I, I think at least it's funner with more people or more fun with more people. Or if you go in by yourself, it can be kind of fun because at least if the community is, like, super nerdy, because it is pretty amusing and hilarious, the amount of movie quotes that get thrown around while you're playing, which is yeah. just wonderful to experience by yourself. But it's definitely going to be amazing with uh, friends. And so, yeah, I wasn't sure which one to get you but you made it easy for me thanks well i should say thank you bobby for getting the wrong game (laughs) (laughs) we figured it out eventually um uh, also i guess i'm improper impromptuing this um uh we got uh the house we went we got the house we wanted for dlg con we have the rockstar villa that's right yeah so um i put like eight grand on my credit card you guys better start (laughs) paying up so uh we're gonna figure Give out your uh, fucking money well we're gonna start we're gonna figure out what um what everything costs what this wh- which rooms are which and start divvying those up and selling those off to people who have uh um made the deposits already well i you believe can it's see- first come first serve man the first people put it's- in the deposit yeah, it's going to go in whoever put in their deposits first, so the first come, first serve thing, um, based on deposits, and we'll see that. If you want to run down in an idea of how much it costs, we really do have that in the uh, DLGCon planning channel. If you go to pinned and you look at the DLGCon 2023 planning sheet, you can see on an Excel sheet the breakdown of how much it should cost in that house options for property one. So like, for example, there's definitely, there's a lot of rooms that have two beds. It's going to be around like $600 for a bed. So if you were to share that with somebody, then that would be $300 for yourself. And this is for like three nights, you know, there is going to be like food and alcohol provided. Not, you know, we're not going crazy. You're not getting any like, you know, top shelf liquor shit. But it's like, ramen. It's you ramen. want some truly? It's, it's what? All, it's all ramen. It's ramen. 
It's ramen. That's true. Everybody's getting ramen and Seagram's gin. That's what it is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. But there is going to be some food and alcohol provided. And if you want anything specific, you will have to bring it yourself. But ultimately, like three nights in a rock star villa that is like the nicest fucking place that we've stayed at for DLG Con. I'm excited. If you want more information, you can always DM me on Discord. Uh, days you can DM her me yeah or you can go to dlg con uh planning channel in our discord and like i said checked out the pin messages and you can kind of see the information then but we'll be reaching out to people as well uh to yeah to get that and solidify the spots and everybody get their own bed that they want well everybody claim the bed that they want um yeah i'm excited for this year's dlg con i think this is the most epic place it's definitely going to be the most epic place i've ever stayed in there's a fucking tennis court so whoever wants to play tennis i'm down i'm playing tennis and i'm getting my swims in there's goddamn somebody's gonna roll their ankle (laughs) it's gonna be me you know it's me (laughs) it ain't gonna be me fuck that but I'm I'll gonna I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring supplies. You know what I mean? I'll I'll actually bring like a first aid kit thing this time, because so. <laughs> I always hurt myself. So I got to be the healer, right? So, but yeah, this is uh this is a pod- a podcast about video games. So let's get into it. What's on uh, everybody's radar tonight, Emilio? I see that you've got a lot. Are you getting excited because of uh, your birthday and you got a bunch of games? Um, no, it was more like uh, I I didn't play very much during the next fest. But the one that I did play was uh, Broken Roads, which is a, an Australian game. And then I was looking in our Discord under uh, on the radar, and Rapella Fella was also an Australian game. So I was like, I'll round it out, and I'll do uh, I'll look up another one. And I saw that Dinkum. I know we've talked about it before, but hey, yeah, that is Dinkum. another. Oh, yeah, that is another Australian developer. So I have a whole Australian suite here. But starting with Broken Roads. Um, it's basically Wasteland 3, um, or Wasteland, I would say maybe Wasteland 1, because uh, it is an indie game. Uh, it looks pretty good, though. Um, the graphics aren't stellar, but they definitely get the job done. Um, I played the demo, um, and yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool seeing the apocalypse through the Australian perspective, because like in some parts of it, it kind of looks like that already, you know, like yeah. way out yeah. there. And there's a reason Mad Max was filmed out there, you know? Um, but uh, yeah. So um, you have, I think I was playing through the story. I guess I only, I only um, controlled one character, but uh, I really liked the voice acting um, and uh, the setting was good. So um, it's not out yet, so I don't know what the price is. Not sure if I can recommend it, but for an indie developer, like yeah, drop drop bear bites is the uh, developer. So yeah, if you need some more wasteland action, I think this is the one for you. Yeah, so nice, awesome. Do you think it's going to be on? Well, I guess we don't know because it's not out yet. I was going to say, I wonder if it's going to be on Game Pass. Yeah, I don't know yet. Oh, uh, uh, this is going to be dope. I'm gonna try this demo too i don't think <laughs> it's um uh, yeah well, and that's another thing a reason that i didn't play very many is i i wasn't able to get to it till after next fest so i was only able to play the demos that were um still available after after that so which is not very many like most of them were discontinued right as soon as um the next fest was over but Broken Roads demo is still available because I will be downloading that and I see that it is downloadable yeah. right now. That's awesome. Hell yeah. 
I mean, it looks interesting, to be honest. Yep. Nick, you're going to make a whole new segment? Yes. This is where I talk about something by not talking about it and instead asking you guys about something and your opinion on this. Uh, does everyone remember a game called Twisted Metal? This is going to be... From the 90s. And yeah, of the course, dude. Uh, right? And before, and before you get into this, I, if you're going to ask, like, why they make this... I, why are they fucking making this? Because I think it still has brand name recognition somehow all these years later. No, it People doesn't. What it is. Dude. They're, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, and it's not just with video games. They're making documentaries about fucking Flaming Hot Cheetos and Tetris, man. I mean, it's... <laughs> come on. It's, it's... it With Michael B. Jordan in it. And I'm just like... And oh, I'm like, movie, my, right? how... It's a no. It's a show. Oh, it's a show. It's a show. They get him, dude. Well, That's what okay. I'm saying. Wait, is he, what is he's going, an A-list actor, about a right? Show? Yes. Metal. Yes. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. I'm out, I'm back on your. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Just why? Like why? Just why? Like I do like. At this point, I like. Did you guys see what Mattel is doing now? Ever since Barbie was doing so good. This is now off off video game topic, but because Barbie is doing so well, they are now looking at all of their toys and seeing what movies they can make out with them. Um, dude, I'm watching this trailer. That's not Michael B. Jordan. That's uh, that dude from the comic book movies and Pain and Gain, Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Oh my god, okay. fuck! I'm so. Oh, but he's dumb. still he's still like he's Captain America, right? Yeah, Anthony Mackie. Sorry, yeah, not he's not a list. I wouldn't say, but you know, yeah. I but... saw the trailer for two seconds. I'm sorry. Oh, I was well, like, I'm yeah, glad, I don't need to watch this. I'm glad you watched two seconds of something and decided to make a whole new uh, segment. Dude. That's <laughs> awesome. The, the whole segment is you just ask why. <laughs> why? Just, why? Just why? Just why? Yeah, but Anthony Mackie, man. He's, uh, he, like you said, he's Captain America. He's, like, how, why is he getting roped into a video game show, of all things? And is it going to be on Paramount Plus? Like, the worst thing. The worst on... thing. <laughs> What was uh? What's that show that everybody was crazy about? New season came out, and it's like a couple of movies. He was in an episode of that. The one you guys were talking a lot about, where these guys are playing video games with each other online, and they end up having sex with each other like every night in the video game. Oh man! There you go. Yeah, Emilio, your mic cut out. By the way, uh, <laughs> it's a great birthday gift. By the way, just, it's yeah. not Paramount Plus. By the way, it's Peacock, the even worser thing. Oh yeah, I was gonna say because I could have sworn that at least even on Paramount Plus you can watch sports games and stuff, but like Peacock's all of the like extra shit that didn't make it is on that. Yeah, I don't I know. Peacock's got some stuff. You know, Emilio knows the answer to the. <laughs> as he disappears from existence of, but his mic's not working it's like it's black something i, I can't remember what it black is mirror? black mirror mirror yeah yeah ah okay <laughs> <laughs> that okay that show was a lot more than just people having sex online with each other no, no, every episode was different but there was one specific yeah. episode that we talked a lot about on the on the podcast ah. that people were obsessed with gotcha All right. I don't remember that episode. I do remember, ago. yeah, Black Mirror had a lot of crazy uh, dystopian shit themed around tech mm-hmm. uh, with that that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, little, a little creepy, but all right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, what I've got to bring but, up isn't exactly a game. It is called Aim Labs. Yep, we can hear you. You're a little quiet though. Turn it up. 
But uh, AIM Labs is something. So this is kind of a long story here. So I was uh, I was looking at the new Steam update. You guys must have known this. You installed the Steam update. Um, it's got a bit of a graphical overhaul. Um, most notable changes are, I guess, the notification area and also the overlay. When you're in a game and you hit Shift Tab or whatever the com- uh, keyboard combo is, I've changed it, but. Uh, when you bring up that overlay, it looks completely different. Um, and I remembered all the software soundtracks and movies that I had purchased on steam. And I thought, you know, you never really see those, uh, that stuff anymore. Is it even still around? And it turns out the movies are not, you used to be able to buy movies and TV shows off of steam, but I guess they stopped doing it in 2019 didn't even notice. I guess nobody did because nobody bought stuff off on there. Um, but I was going I through no a lot of the software. I had no idea they did that. Yeah, yeah. There was, yeah, I didn't um, even know that. I have, um, I, I've got a bunch of stuff actually still in my library because, you know, you still have the license for it, but they just don't offer it anymore. I've got like all the Super Mario cartoon episodes from like back in the 90s. But anyway, I was looking at all the um, software they had on there and I came across this one called aim labs. Cause I, I recently bought some software on steam. Uh, I'll talk about that later, but aim labs is this application you can buy on steam that lets you, um, I guess it helps you practice your aim. And I've seen stuff yeah. like this before, just even web-based stuff. Um, I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of people play it in the middle of streams and this one is focused specifically on first person shooters. And what I found interesting was that it's supposed to, you know, a lot of this stuff is just target practice really. And, th- and that's what you'd expect from it. But this actually is supposed to tell you here, Oh, you're better with pistols than you are with shotguns and you are overcorrecting when you move your mouse laterally and and it's supposed to give you specific feedback that helps improve your aim um interesting that sounds yeah that's i didn't know it was that in depth i knew like it like it it would tell you your stats and everything based on weapon but i didn't know like it actually like changed things well here's the thing i i read some of the reviews and i did a little bit of research mind you not much but a little bit it's a free-to-play game or application so you can get it for free but there is a premium membership which is four bucks on sale for three right now. Uh, so not much, but I think the premium membership is what is supposed to give you what they call the AI feedback or the AI features that supposedly do all this stuff. And aim labs itself, very positive reviews, 86%, 90,000 total reviews. So pretty good feedback. But if you click on the premium membership, uh, very negative, (laughs) negative, Mm. Um, and not many people bought it. And the reviews just say that it doesn't work. And, you know, it used to be free. And now that they, they, they charge for the premium membership and it's not very good. So I don't know. I, I guess it's the base application is free. You could try it out and see if it's if it's helpful. But um, it the uh, the premium membership reviews might be a little more telling. Yeah, I was about to say, I wonder... I wonder how different it is between the two. Like it must be pretty, pretty significant. I mean, pretty insignificant. If the case is that people are rating it terribly at that price, you know? Yeah. It's so cheap. Even at four bucks. That's, that's really good. Um, the, the video auto played when I hit the link and he's like, 
Sometimes he's like, sometimes it's hard to know why your aim sucks. That's the first thing he says. Um, what? Actually, I think I misread that. So it is nine ninety nine, and it is a one month subscription. So I, I remember that because a lot of the reviews, their big complaint was that it does not. It, it's very confusing to unsubscribe. In fact, the top rated comment um, of this premium pass is instructions on how to unsubscribe. And it's like, (laughs) that's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. I, um, I have this, uh, kettlebell app that I use for my workouts when, whenever I do do them. And it's like, it's awesome. I like it so much and it's free and it's like upgrade to the deluxe. It asks you at the end of everything. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want to support them. It's an awesome app cannot find any information what you get with deluxe nothing not one line not like mm-hmm. prettier color nothing nothing <laughs> nothing i even went to the review thing and i was like does anybody know what you get for the whatever hey calm down um but yeah can't find it so no 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 ten dollars for you well, yeah. if you'd rather take that $10, and really, we're only asking for 5 you can support us on Patreon by going to dlgaming.net <laughs> and uh, support us there. You do get a change of color in your name on Discord, which is really exciting. And then after, what, a few months, you get a t-shirt, which is, like, super fucking cool that you can pick uh, from our merch and stuff. And so you can find all of that stuff on dlgaming.net. I felt like that was the perfect time to insert It was. That. Was, there's a reason we keep you around, and that was it. Perfect it's the only reason. No. <laughs> hey, you guys are gonna kill me, but I like invited some friends over earlier, and I totally mm-hmm. forgot about it. And right now at 9 p.m., they're like, "We're on our way." I think they're drunk, so I might have like 30, 40 minutes left before right. I got awesome. a hard out. Well, you better. Tell All right, let's get to the games that we did play then. Yeah. Well. <laughs> We still have more shit on the radar. Uh, I'm going to go with one of mine, uh, which is Bell Wright. Uh, it is a RPG, more of a strategy kind of medieval open world RPG where you're going to establish and expand your own settlements. And they say liberate the land so you know colonization. <laughs> Liberation. No, anyway, you're assisting villagers and recruiting others to your cause. And so you're going to command your forces, like I said, very strategy um, RPG. And it just seems like it is really beautiful um, and really well made. They just say it's to be announced. Um, who knows when it's going to come out, but it so far looks like it is really pretty and really cool. So I don't know. I'm going to keep an I mean, eye that's... out on it. I mean,. I wonder if Emilio is going to make it out of this one alive or not, because it seems like uh, chaos is going on in this house. In here. I got dogs. <laughs> He's the birthday boy. You know what, man? You can live your life chaotically yeah, you, as possible yeah. if you want to, right? <laughs> Hell I'll, yeah. I'll probably uh, skip my entire radar so we can get to the next one. But uh, let's finish up Amanda's list. Oh, all right. Well, the other thing I have is, <sighs> so the Steam Summer Sale is going on. Right. And so I just want to take a moment to talk about that. It's going on until July 13th. So we've got 10 more days of the Steam Summer Sale. Super fucking excited because I definitely got a few games. One of the games that I got that's on my radar because I haven't checked it out yet is called Late Shift, which is a 
high stakes crime thriller, um, which sounds super exciting and awesome. You do like kind of this different. It's uh, you're forced into what they call like a brutal London heist, and so all your chan- uh, all your choices, sorry, matter. In it's an entire cinematic story based game, so you know Bobby's not playing it because it's all story, and so. <laughs> but right now. <laughs> What? We've talked about Sorry, this on so the podcast. Funny. I recommended this no to you. Shit. <laughs> oh, well then, awesome. Cool. Totally missed that shit, but now I bought it, so now I'm going to play it. Because <laughs> nice. you're right. It looks, it's right up my alley. It looks really fun and exciting. I'm all about the choices matter and shit, and it just seems, it seems like it's such a cool, I'm such a sucker for these indie games, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, actually, Bobby, is that like, I like the indie games that are pretty different. And I feel like a lot of these motion picture, movie, video game mixes, you know, are like the Sam, uh, what is it, Sam Bartow? Like, um, oh man, I can't, I can't believe I'm blanking on on the names of it. Um, oh, Her was Story. Was it Immor- or Immortality? Uh, her lies, Story. Immortality. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those games, like, I loved those games so much because they were really unique, and I feel like this game is going to be like that. And so um, I'm really excited to check out Late Shift. I think it's going to be pretty cool. It's 88%, very positive. Came out in 2017, so it's been out a while, but I really love it because until July 13th, it's 62% off, so it's like $5. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to check that out. And so it being incredibly interactive gameplay, I was always such a huge fan growing up reading those um, books that were kind of like choose your own adventure books. And so that absolutely translates into video games, which is why I love the Choices Matter RPGs and Choices Matter like story based games. And so this, I think, is going to be super cool. So I'm super excited. So anybody that wants to, uh, you know, check out Late Shift, it's very cheap right now. See Amanda with those game uh, with those books. I used to go into the library, and you can read them really quick because they're not so long, really. If you just take exactly. them in force, but then if you keep your finger on the page where you make the decision, it was the world's first uh, quick save. <laughs> Facts. Well, yeah. I did the same damn thing, or I used to rip up little pieces of paper to keep as like bookmarks uh, for different ones that branched off. You mean auto saves? Yeah, you mean auto saves? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that was late shift. So that was his second game, Bobby. Is that right? Whose second game? Oh, I thought that was the same guy that uh, did no, her no. story. No, this is by um, Control Movie. They make a lot of these games. So there was oh. I, the last time this came up was when a game was released called Ten Dates, and they yeah. had a, a sequel or a prequel to it called Five Dates, and it's. Uh, again, one of these FMV uh, choose your own adventure type games where it, it, they're all filmed very well. They look great. They look like a real movie or TV, and they're well I've been acted. Waiting for one everything. of us to play one. Well, so I've we played Late like... Shift. I, I talked about it God five years ago when it came out, but it, it's really well done. Um, but it is it, it is basically like something you watch a, a clip and then you choose do this or do that, and then it branches off into another direction. So. Yeah. It's it's Much not like, quite oh. like the Sam Barlow games, but it, it's more like a classic choose your own adventure type. More like a Dungeons Lair, like we were talking about last week. Yeah, yeah. I will say, 
a lot of the games from uh what is it the publisher of whales interactive and they they have this with late shift like a lot of their other games are also on deep sales right now like 10 dates itself is 30 percent off at 11 dollars. they Ooh. have the complex which is uh kind of like that as well and that's 67 percent off at four dollars like i said the steam summer sale is awesome bad for my wallet fantastic for adding more games to your inventory without going through them it's wonderful so <laughs> i cannot i cannot wait to check out this one i will be playing it because that's what i'm doing tomorrow it's just gaming i took a look and there there are some heavy hitters that have gone on sale like um jedi survivor uh, i think hogwarts legacy was another one rainbow six siege those are like the front page ones uh bobby or nick are you buying anything i bought um Go ahead, Bobby. You go. I, I bought one thing and it wasn't a game. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. For, four bucks. I, I bought this thing called Yolo Mouse. And I had seen this before. Um, playing a lot of RTS games and even Diablo, it's very easy to lose track of your mouse, uh, of the cursor on the screen. Um, so I was looking into things that would would help with the visibility on that it, particularly i was looking for something that made like a giant crosshair over the screen i i've seen people have that on some streams and i'm trying to figure out where to get it but this one kept popping up it's called yellow mouse it's an application you can buy for four bucks on steam or directly from the developer um and what it does is it just runs in the background and anytime you're playing a game you press a keyboard combination control alt c is the default and it brings up a menu where you can change the cursor, not only of the the just regular mouse cursor, but all the different kinds of cursors in that game. So that's why you have to press the keyboard shortcut during the game. So when I press it during Diablo, um, I see all the different options or all the different types of cursors, and I can change them to something else. Uh, if I do it during... Um, like uh, another game, I, I see those game cursors and I can select, okay, this is the one that I want to change and I want to change it to this shape and I can adjust the size and the color. It, it's a pretty nice little application. It works really well. They even have an option where you can change the cursor to like a, a circle that just makes whatever the colors are inverted in front of it. So it really makes it stand out. It, it's really good, not of course for first person shooters but rts games well that's what i was going to ask bobby um there are some first person shooters that don't have a reticle at all you know it some people put a piece of like they put a piece of uh, tape on their mm -hmm. screen and stuff so they yeah, know a lot of monitors is. like mine you can actually uh turn uh, on generate a crosshair yeah yeah but i wonder if this does that too this this program not really so when i was playing around with it in deep rock galactic um that game does have cursors, but you don't see the mouse. Oftentimes when you're playing a first person shooter, you don't see the mouse cursor. This will actually make it show up. So I can see the mouse cursor moving around all over the screen. But, you know, my crosshair, of course, just stays right in the middle fixed. That was interesting, interesting dude. You should have put it on the highlights. Or did you? Uh, yeah, we're in highlights, by the way, folks. Uh, oh, what? When did that happen? Yeah, see that, that seamless translation plane? Yeah, that was that was so seamless. Didn't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Just slid right Hell in. yeah. yeah. Um, so it takes and, a little while to set up. Uh, I, 
and I haven't really been patient, but I really got to start doing that. And I'm experimenting on which cursor is the best. They have like some really flashy 3D ones, you know, and I, I feel like everybody used to always do that on like Windows 95, you know, when they were a kid, they'd change the cursor and all this error sounds to random things. But uh, I, I'm really trying to um, find the one that's going to work best for me in the games that I play. And also, uh, we all know, know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's Diablo. No, Diablo. I, actually, I haven't been playing much Diablo, man. I hit. 100. How have you not been playing Diablo since the new patch, dude? I hit a hundred on the barbarian. Oh, you hit a hundred. Never mind. And then I was just oh, like, God, there really, there isn't too much to do unless I just. You'll be like, back, dude. You'll you hit. You hit a hundred pre-patch. You. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Okay. I, for those who don't know, they sped up the leveling by like fifteen to twenty percent. After this latest patch, and the fact that that Bobby hit level 100 before it is insane. Well, I, I mean, there's reasons for that. So, yeah, they did speed up the XP. We're moving right into Diablo 4 here. But uh, they did speed up the XP from Nightmare Dungeons, which is what they want people to do in late game. They want people to go into the Nightmare Dungeons, fight harder and harder Nightmare Dungeons, or clear harder and harder ones, and get their XP that way. But before the patch, there was an exploit where you could reset the the nightmare dungeons you couldn't do this in a group but it was a really easy way to farm xp and you made about as much xp as you you do now uh, another big change in this patch is that you get uh, the xp that you got used to cap at three levels above you so it didn't matter if you were killing enemies that were three levels above you or 20 levels above you you got the same xp i feel like i talked yeah. about this last week i might have but uh yeah they they mm-hmm. fixed all that um, so yeah, I hit a hundred and then I was like, man, I, this is really boring. I guess I'm done with this game. And then I started a sorcerer and I'm like, oh my God, dude, the sorcerer is so much more fun than the barbarian. Like, <laughs> the is just, well, yeah. Zero. Didn't all you do was spin around and fucking kill dudes. No, like I switched the same to hammer, thing. I, I switched oh, to okay. Hammer, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I changed it a little bit, just a little bit. Well, I yeah. feel like they nerfed the, uh, the necro a bit actually. They did. They did. They did. Yeah, because I, I played a lot of Diablo yeah. 4 this weekend, but like as a couch co-op on PlayStation 5, which was so nice. If you want to serve your or solve your cursor problem, just play it on oh, PlayStation because I didn't have that issue. Yeah. But um, yeah, really? I was wondering about that day because Sam says she wants to play on a controller. And so like it's rare that you need well at the lower levels that you need to like skill shot a particular mob in a crowd but were you able to do that or have you had to even have to do that probably not yet huh not exactly like i i'm now at the point where we're just now in act three because we're trying to speed it up because i just looked that um the diablo season one everybody's anticipating it to happen either july 21st or 28th so either way by the end of this month the first season supposed to come out and my boyfriend and I were like, oh, fuck, we got to beat this game because like, <laughs> we're going way too slow because we were. We would just like eat an edible and get absolutely sidetracked by bullshit. <laughs> so we're like, we need to get on this shit so that way we can actually get mounts. And I'm getting a little embarrassed talking about Diablo being like, yeah, I just started act two. And Bobby's sitting there being like, I beat the fucking game and I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah. so, so just ahead. <laughs> They're supposed to do a. They're actually supposed to do a um, an interview either like tomorrow or Thursday. Thursday, that's what it is. And then they're gonna they're announcing the the season date. 
Yeah, and the so developer update live stream is going to be on July sixth, Thursday. So if you're here, what are people this, expecting uh, from the season? Like, uh, what changes? So there's a couple of things regarding like how XP is earned. So you have seasonal characters. It's a way for people to try different classes, but like still play the game. As weird as it sounds, and be competitive, I guess too. And right? be competitive, yeah, exactly. Um, so the interesting thing that people do is like they they what you're trying to do is literally trying to be as streamlined as possible. There there is no narrative, there is nothing else, it's but there's a, exactly, but there's added randomness to the dungeons as well, and there's added sort of like difficulty. Um, so we'll see, you know, what ends up, you know, happening with this year or with it. We don't know what this what these seasons are going to be like or what's different. That's that's why everyone's excited about Thursday. Um, That's right. It's going to be really interesting in my in my eyes if if they make some crazy 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 changes. Um, but we don't know. Um, they made a lot of changes that a lot of people have liked for this. You know, for Diablo Four. Um, one thing that I would suggest if you are excited for this or uh, excited or intrigued for the season is get all of your Altar of Liliths. Get all of them. All oh, of them. Yeah. The reason being is that all of your progression from your altar of Lilith's uh, transfer to your seasonal characters. So as soon as you start your seasonal character, they all have plus 70 of each, each stat, which is going to just skyrocket your speed of leveling up and things like that. That's great. I feel like they're going to pull that off, but it, there are interactive maps now where uh, you can go straight to all of them. You can just ride your mount to all of them. Uh, what's the name? Um, JP Diddy was talking about, he was here this weekend and uh, speaking on that. So check this out guys. So how easy this was. Gets a Steam Deck. I know we, we talked about it last time he was here, but plugs it in uh, to a monitor that I have. Plugs his Steam Deck also into a, a keyboard and a mouse. Puts it on desktop mode, playing Diablo right next to me with no problems. Diablo 4 <laughs> running on Steam Deck right next to me. Just like, you know, occasionally a, a few drops here and there. Uh, but totally fine like Dude, i get a few drops up. on my computer Th- that game straight yeah. up freezes on me for like three whole seconds and i'm like there's no way yeah i get back, I, dude. my computer I, it's, I, it's I get one I or two second freezes town. yeah it's usually when i poured into yep. town uh, yeah but, but i i just feel like this game like diablo 4 is such a great example of like the future or now i guess the future is now of like cross play and like how yeah. incredible yep. it really can be because oh holy yeah shit, like i like linking my battle net account uh to my boyfriend's like playstation 5 like account thing it made it so easy to just do couch co-op out of nowhere and it's going to be just as easy to hop back on on my pc and that's so awesome that like the steam deck is like that too because i do feel like even though obviously there's always an adjustment like i feel like a absolute fucking idiot trying to play diablo 4 on a controller because i'm just like square circle i don't know what the fuck i'm pressing i'm not a playstation (laughs) player i'm a fucking pc player like i have my entire fucking game you can see on my goddamn naga like like everything is yeah. on my mouse. I don't even have to fucking use my keyboard if I don't so want good. to. Yeah. And so like to do a controller is like uh, it's kind of awkward. But as I get the hang of it, there's definitely a lot of pros as well. Like I said, I don't have to worry about the cursor because I agree with Bobby. I think that the cursor thing on the PC is kind of tough. Uh, it can be at least. And also too, I well, I will say like playing PlayStation Five with a Necromancer and all of the minions not being 
like translucent a little bit fucked me up because like um whatever the guy he's got a a like huge almost like werebear um summoned creature oh, and i kept yeah the golem and i kept thinking that was me so like i'm sitting there, <laughs> of course of course i'm fucked up so like that that plays into it but like i'm sitting there attacking nothing and in an embarrassing amount of time till i realized that i'm attacking nothing and it's me cuz i was looking at the fucking golem <laughs> so like there's that shit that happens but i think ultimately like it's still really awesome and it's so fucking cool that like somebody can come over with a steam deck and just join right in with you right like, in. the co-op you, even if he didn't have the awesome. stuff he could play on the actual steam deck play that way it's amazing um it's so crazy dude oh it's another cool thing is when somebody's sitting right next to each other you can compare the way you guys play and he helped yeah. me out with a couple tips right away. Like, um, if you go into the options and you put uh, advanced um, item compare, mm-hmm. you can see how good of an aspect you actually got in the range within that aspect. Yep. Aspect. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, advanced advanced item tool tips is another one. Yeah, yeah, those are really good. Um, he he made my cursor bigger somehow, but bigger and bolder. So that was cool. Um, and then he was like, old. Hey. And then the other thing you want to do is. You want to like change your buttons on your keyboard so it's easier to push the buttons. And I was like, and he's like, oh, oh, you have yours all set to your mouse. And I'm like, yeah, it's so much easier. Why would I want to move my fingers around? No, just put it on your mouse. So much easier. Put it. On so you have all your characters keybind. on there. You have all your abilities on your mouse, huh? Same here, dude. Hey, but I got the no, 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 fuck, fuck, razor, son. <laughs> got that corsair shit. I'm just oh, kidding. whatever. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Towards it. your mouth. And Nick, you sorry, need to back up off the mic a little bit. <laughs> sorry, I, I was getting excited. Everybody's all hyped about the then... fucking mouse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't mention mice around us. We get all excited. By the way, you can play Diablo on PS5 with keyboard and mouse. Oh, well. That's true. Or I could just, like, not sit next to it with my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> um, Nick, uh, you've been playing a lot more Street Fighter than me. Um, are you going to yeah. unveil to me who you're playing yet? Yes, I, I will. I will have a live reveal here because yeah. uh, he wouldn't so tell me. He's no. right now he's ranked two ranks above me. Uh, just that mostly because I haven't been playing, but I don't think I ever got to platinum in Street Fighter Five anyway. I, I've hard. never been platinum in any Street Fighter ever. Yeah. <laughs> um. I am playing one of the new characters. Her name is Marissa. Uh, she's like a seven and a half foot tall Italian woman. Yeah. And she, she wrecks she a, fucking shot, dude. She wears a Spartan helmet. And when she takes it off, her haircut is a Spartan helmet. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> her sideburns are a, a Spartan helmet. It's so funny. You should check, you should check her character design dude, out. Nobody's playing I've played at least a hundred matches of her, and I have not played one Maritza. Marissa, and, so. and she—that's the thing. No one knows how to fight against her. No one, no one knows that she's like unrelenting. That you can just keep comboing, and you just get someone in a corner, and you can just beat the ever loving shit out of them. Yeah. But I—I I went from Iron Five, and then I went to Platinum One in two weeks. Pretty cool, dude. That is um, pretty impressive, man. Yeah, it was awesome to say the least. Um, so I'm loving the game. Obviously, I think it's the most balanced. Um, I think it's the most balanced Street Fighter there is. I think it's super easy to get into. I think it's super easy to play. 
Um, you can dick around with uh, the create your character mode as well if you really want to get into that. I just think that it's the best Street Fighter ever made. Um, I, I think, think so they too. took their time and they really put the effort into it. Um, well, it's it's really hard to stack up against Street Fighter Two, but only because they nailed. They're still using those eight characters all the fucking thirty years later, dude. They fucking nailed it with Street Fighter Two. It's incredible. Uh, so it's hard to say, but this is a perfect successor. Uh, way so many Street Fighters later. Uh, besides that, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I bought a um, I bought a arcade stick to play. I so the top end ones are like two to three hundred dollars, and I don't think I've ever bought a peripheral for one game before. Um, but uh, I bought this one called Eight Bit Dough, which is a cool little company. They make really uh, cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have their Bluetooth Super Nintendo controller. I bought that yeah, stylish, like five or six years ago. Yeah, it's like stylish um, retro looks. So mine looks like it. It's the um, it looks like the original joystick from the NES. You remember that thing, Bobby? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it looks like that, but it has eight buttons instead. Well, it has more than that. It's for the price, so it's only ninety bucks. And it has like all kinds of shit. First of all, it's weighty. You want these things to be a, have a little weight to them because you don't want them shifting around when you're moving. Um, so it has that. That's really good. Um, it's wireless. I'm not using that part, but uh, it seemed to be really important for a lot of the reviews that I read. Well, it looks um, like it's got 2.4 gigahertz. It comes with a receiver for the 2.4 gigahertz, which is important because the controller that I have from 8BitDo only has Bluetooth, and there's definitely some input delay. Now, if you this use has, um, if you use RetroArch, because I play a lot of emulator games on it, but if you use RetroArch, you can actually adjust the input lag on that and make it sync uh, up so it's better. But still, it's it's inconsistent too. But the two point four gigahertz should actually work a lot better. Yeah, this one has a. You can choose between the two. I think it can go Bluetooth or it could go yeah, RF. It looks or... like there's a switch to switch back and forth. Yeah, and it's really well done, too. It has this little secret compartment, and you pull the secret compartment, and you the little dongles in there, and it looks like a, um, I don't, fuck, I don't have it in front of me, but it looks like a little Mario block uh, from Super Mario. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. That's awesome. Um, besides that, it has macro keys, um, which I've never used, and I totally feel like they're cheating, like for Street Fighter, but um, I went and tried to, f- so macros, you know, you, you program what you want it to do, and you just push one button instead of the, intricate command that it takes couldn't get it to work completely i might have to see i'm like i got it to work but like you, you can see my guy try to do the thing but he's not <laughs> doing the thing so uh i'm gonna have to look that up on how to do it exactly um but yeah i'm for 90 bucks i think it was a fucking steal i saw so many reviews the one downside is um when you when you have a control when you have a joystick and you like rotate it um, a lot of times you can feel how many directions it has. Like the very old games only have four directions. And then the newer arcade games had eight. And then if you get like a, something really uh, new, it's like you can't even tell. It's it's seamless. And this one is only a four directional uh, one. But it does it can sense all eight directions, but it feels like it has four. So it's really chunky when you like rotate, which I rotate all the time for 360s. So it's like, dun, 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 dun. but I'm doing the moves, <laughs> I'm pulling them off and stuff, but it, it's going to take some getting used to. But the reason I bought it was my thumb was getting sore from doing 360s on the D-pad 
And so I don't have that problem anymore. So yeah, I'm glad I uh, bought that thing. Nice. Wow, that, that, that is a uh, that is definitely arguably one of the nicest. I would say, extremely one use things for yourself for your birthday. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you sent me a picture of it, and it looks really fucking cool. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, I I got a raise last week, and in my my uh, job, I you don't really get raises because it's all union based, but. Uh, they're paying me above scale, which is fucking awesome. Hell yeah. They wanted to uh, reward hard work. Um, Birthday bump as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, what was the other thing that I was going to say? Uh, oh, and Nick got mm-hmm. me a birthday present as well. And I thought it was so fucking thoughtful because he knows I'm going to use it because he knows that I just bought an arcade stick for Street Fighter Six, So he went and bought me the ultimate edition of Street Fighter Six. So it's like a DLC for something he knows I'm going to play. So it's a guarantee he's going to play. It's no Starship Troopers Terran Command is what I'm saying. (laughs) 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 All right. So uh, they told me they're going to be here in like 20 minutes. So we still got time. Oh, nice. Um, Cool. So speaking of a good time, uh, I have to say that BattleBit Remastered, you guys probably have heard about this a little bit. Well, didn't... Bobby, didn't you bring this up like l- last episode about uh, yeah. this one? I don't know if Nick was on that episode, but yeah, yeah, we I brought was this not on the radar. Did you get I to play would it? Love to hear no. you talk about it, Nick. Actually, yeah, I think you're such a great shooter uh, correspondent. So yeah, how was this game? So for fifteen dollars, this shit is a blast. Um, I, I, it, it's hard to argue with it. It, it runs, it runs at one hundred and forty-four frames all the time. It's not like the graphics are bad. It's just that everything's blocks. It's not like Roblox. Um, the physics are the same as Battlefield. It's 127 versus 127. They have a fuck ton of guns, and like everything's fair. Like when you die, you feel like you die. When you kill somebody, you feel like you kill somebody. When like everything is fair. Like I, I don't know how to explain it. Like when you sometimes when you die in like in in like a uh, in like Call of Duty or in in Battlefield, you you just feel like either you died from nowhere or you like instantly died or just you keep dying like instantaneously after you spawn, and you're just like you're just having a bad time. Not with Battlebit, that shit's fun as fuck. Um, if you got fifteen dollars uh, and you just want to you know just play the game and really just sink in two, three hours a night, every night, you can totally do it because it's not a shooting game that you're taking mega seriously. Cause you're just fucking your blocks. Um, it's not like you're like, like a Lego block walking around. You're, you're like blocky characters. You're Americans Rus- and Russians. Um, but it, it's, it's hard to explain why it's fun. Um, it just is. It just it just is what it is. It's like we haven't had a battlefield in a while that's kind of hit all the right chords, um, and this game hits all the right chords. And even though it's fucking blocks, you know, it's not like some Machiavelli work of art. It's just essentially Roblox characters with just more, more detail. Um, 
the, the way that they balance the classes, some of the mechanics they introduced, the fact that you can like throw a, a climbing rope and all your teammates can use it. And you can cut that climbing rope if it's an opponent's climbing, or you can cut your teammates climbing rope. If you want to be an asshole, um, everybody gets, you know, um, like the engineer can use any weapon from any class because he, you know, doesn't have the ability to like, uh, use other people's technology, but the sniper has like the one hit kill guns and it's just the balance is all there. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, if, if, if someone were to, if someone were to have a multi-million dollar company like EA or something like that, and just literally got battle bit and we're like, Hey, we're going to put this in, uh, uh, seventeen Syria, you know, and that's the location of the game. You you'd fucking win all the wards. Everyone would be playing the game. You don't need the running and jumping, the fucking sliding, the boop and bop and teleporting bit bop shit. You don't need it. You don't need the cartwheeling fucking ninjutsu cyborg ladies and like the dudes with mechanical legs. You don't need it. Like just so many people are having fun with this game. It's fifteen dollars. It's so good. We can't hear you, Emilio. You suck. Fix your setup. <laughs> uh, but check it out, Days. You'd, you'd love it. In, like, I, All right. Good to know. Because when Bobby put that on his, I think, radar last week, I looked at that and I was like, fuck, that's like right up me and Nick's alley. Like, that's <laughs> that shooter shit. That's going to be great and fun. Uh, yeah. And so I was curious as to how that played out. So thank you for your, uh, your highlights. So, so the thing is, like, for example, it's kind of like Battlefield 4, where you remember, like, every time you unlock a gun, you unlock a gun from, like, one army, and then the next army, and then the next army, and there was only three armies in the game, and that's how it worked. That's how it is in this one, right? Nice. Um, but the thing is, every gun can be leveled up, every mm-hmm. class can be leveled up, but XP is shared as well. So when you level up one class, all your other classes are leveling up a little bit as well. Oh. Um, some of the beginning guns are doo doo, but you know you'll you'll get kills. You, <laughs> um, the only complaint I have about this game is because the lobbies are so big and because the servers are so big and so popular, and chat is unrestricted and like voice chat is unrestricted. Oh. It is oh, chaos. chaos. Yeah, it is. I bet. It, people are like getting banned left and right from typing shit. Um, people are talking about like world politics and like full detail in like the chat, like not even playing the game. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> but, uh, you, were you able to, make, you got to uh, turn your volume screen. back up, Amelia. <laughs> were you able to mute the voices? Um, yes, you can, you can mute the voices. It's no problem. You can even mute the voices and not your squad's voices as well. Um, but right. everybody has a death mic. So you can talk to the enemy team when you walk over their bodies if they fun. haven't been revived. Yeah. Um, so like you're like you're like you motherfucker, you, you shot me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. But sometimes you're just like, all right, guys, it's a video game. Everyone, calm down. <laughs> but today I was playing and some kid was like, "I'm a miner. Help me first. And some guy was like, "I'm not touching that. I'm gonna go away. <laughs> Hey, uh, Nick, what are it the classes? Funny. Uh, they have six classes. I can't remember them all, to be honest. Uh, there's an engineer. There's a sniper. 
There is like a heavy machine gunner guy. There, is, like all your basic battlefield classes, they're all they're all there. It's nothing like new. There's no like you know, fucking weird class that has a shotgun that you know yeah can. It's it's all there. Did the, um, does the engineer get a turret at some point? No, no turrets. There's no that gonna say, stupid shit of a bitch. I'm in, but there's no. It's <laughs> it's it's. The engineer is you have repair tools, you have rocket launchers, you have claymores, and you have C4. Um, and you can, what's nice is like another thing is when it comes to vehicles, there is no spawning in vehicles and there is no class four vehicles. So every class can use them and it's whoever fucking runs to them first. So that that's how it is. All right. Yeah. Like old school battlefield. Yeah, and that's why that's why it's so popular, man. That's why there's getting so many people, and that's why like they had to make a. They're like, hey, man, we didn't expect this game to be so popular. Thanks for giving us all the money. We don't know what to do with it. <laughs> that's essentially like the developer's yeah, response. That's so good. Nice. I love it. Um, love hey, Dave. So you started watching The Witcher three, right? <laughs> started. I mean, sorry. I The Witcher season the three. Shit out of it. Yeah, The Witcher season three. It's so funny because I've been like talking about it, being like, "Yeah, I've been watching The Witcher three, and it's like that is that is an amazing game." But that's it's yeah. The Witcher season three on Netflix. Yeah, Days, I uh, maybe you can help me it. out. Maybe you can help me out. I um I don't have my Netflix. As a father in in life, you become marginalized over and over. You take the shit of your car. You uh, get the leftovers. Like you just get that's marginalized. Just having marginalized. children, dude. Like being a father or a mother. That's just welcome to having kids. Yeah, that's right? basically like, I feel what like, happens. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, you sacrifice I, everything for kids. I gave yeah. up my Netflix happy face. I don't have an account anymore because everybody else gets one and I don't get one. So um, I lost. Aren't you able to have like a shitload of accounts? Aren't you like we're aren't Mexicans? We give them to our mothers. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's exactly it. My mom's on there and her mom's on there. But okay, uh, anyway. well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> did you cut out? That better not be my friend. Oh no. Oh well, here we go. Whose house um, is it? Was so, that your house, Jay? Uh, what was that? No. Well, that's probably my dog. He's like pounding oh, his leg. Maybe. I guess it must be my house then. People are honking and fireworks are starting to go off. Well, it is. It is. We are fireworks or gunshots. This. Fireworks yeah, or gunshots. Is, <laughs> we are recording this on Fourth uh, of July Eve, so you know anyway, everybody listening. Happy Fourth of July! But yeah, as you were saying, Emilio, about Witcher Three. Um, not Witcher Three. <laughs> Witcher Season Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the last episode I remember watching, there was a man who was like half pig and he was um, hedgehog or hedgehog or whatever. And he he had a vampire that he was in love with. In, in oh, the that's house. pig. Yeah, right. Pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was that what season was that? Or oh, you don't even remember, huh? You look completely two. baffled two. by what I'm saying. That's like episode one or two of season two. Yeah, I think that's right. OK, so I'm like at the beginning of season two. I think that's right. Correct. OK, yeah. cool. Now, yeah. tell me about By the Witcher the way, three. Well, so I'm I'm definitely not going to spoil anything. The thing that I wanted to talk about with the Witcher season three is that I so during season two I started to get a, a little pissed at like the conundrum that I feel like a lot of people get when they read books and read series and then watch the show, and so because I felt like season two deviated from the books a lot. However, I would argue that season three 
really comes back to the books because there was a lot of things that I was watching. So they have the first five, I believe, episodes out right now on Netflix. The last three episodes of season three is going to be released at the end of this month. And so they're doing like kind of like the Stranger Things where they're doing like a volume one and a volume two. And I think it's because they're just trying to like hype up and keep people watching during it and shit like that. But I mean, it is Henry Cavill's like last time as the Witcher. And it's just like, oh, man, as a fucking gamer, it's like we got to fucking stand him because it's like he fights all the time for Geralt of Rivia in like the show. And he's going to it's going to go from fucking Chad, the man's man, like a true gamer that really loves Geralt to I'm sorry. What is it? Chris Hemsworth? I don't know. You know what? Liam's, I don't even fucking Liam Hems- Liam care. Hemsworth? I'm not going to watch it. Like, yeah, you are. <laughs> you want to you know how little you want to know how little uh, you want to know how little what's his name gives a fuck anymore. All the press releases he's been he's been doing. He's been doing in fucking sweats and T-shirts. Yeah. Like he just doesn't it. care. He, yeah. He has Henry Cavill has been. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah he's of, probably over it. What's the yeah. beef? What's the beef? Uh, so. Uh, you want to explain it? I, I can explain. It's no, okay. I'd love to hear you explain it. Actually, <laughs> okay. So Henry Cavill, he's like the only way I'm playing Geralt is if you guys stick to the books, right? And or you guys stick to the games. Either one, because the, the games, games deviate from the game. The games deviate from the books, oh. right? None of this Halo show bullshit that they pulled. Just stick with some of the source material, and that's it. That's the which only is why way season I'm three is more true to form. Exactly. I see. Um, but some people are saying so far. Some of it's not. Some of it is. But you know, it's getting kind of mixed so reviews. Like it's getting weird reviews. It's a little. Yeah. It's, it's straying a little bit with sorry, Yaskier or whatever, Dandelion. Like it's or Dandelion. <laughs> it's straying a little bit. I think with him maybe. But like for the most part, I feel like it actually is staying very true to the books, especially yeah. the last few episodes in it. It's very true to the books, and so that to me is exciting because I never played too much of the witcher 3 or a lot of the witcher video games but i have read all of the books so to me it was interesting and then i was binge watching this with my boyfriend who played the shit out of the video games but didn't read any of the books so it was Uh like really interesting to hear his input on it because to him like a lot of season three kind of strayed from the video game and so i thought that that was kind of like fascinating and kind of cool um i'm gonna i'm curious to see how like the second volume goes but yeah as far as i know that like henry as far as i know about the beef is that like henry cavill has always been butting heads with the netflix producers about the direction of gerald and the, the direction that it's going apparently all of the and i will say all of like the set um costume design has really gotten elevated and a lot of their fight scenes and like the way that they the cine, uh cinematography sorry if i'm pronouncing that wrong um that has gotten a lot better i think with this season so like it's fucking epic like episode one of season three was like fucking epic and amazing like such a great way to like draw you in you know like this is season three and so like henry cavill's last fucking season and so like i just think that they did such a good job so far i don't know i loved it i loved season three so far i can't wait for volume two fuck yeah yeah so he he's just like i i'm not gonna play the character anymore and he gave up the job for superman he's like I, I he's like this is taking me away from Superman. Superman's taking me away from this, so it's a facto. I'm not doing either, essentially. But now he's gonna do 40k. For now Amazon. he's doing 40k, and yeah. he told he's telling Amazon the same thing. He's like, you either get the show right or I'm not doing it. 
And yeah, Games like Workshop's that. like, listen to the handsome nerd. So yes. we make lots of money, Amazon. Yeah. And Amazon's like, but Lord of the Rings did terribly. Why don't we do the same thing? And they're like, <laughs> we spent a billion dollars on a show. Dude. And it didn't make half its money back. It was so Henry expensive. Cavill is like the Chad gamer. Like, they should be listening to him. I don't know. Like, I, I, I stand the shit out of Henry Cavill. I will, I, uh, yeah. I'll defend Lord of the Rings, though. Um, I the last half of that season was much better than the first. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But Good still it, 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 it's like, that, that's why we're like all the 40 K nerds are like, just, just give us a fucking screenshot. Just give us something. We'll but take nothing, it. Right. Nothing that they're nothing. keeping it all under wraps. The Please, only thing that Henry, people are getting anything right now is, is the fallout show. Everyone forgot about the fallout show. I forgot that. I didn't even know. I don't think. Yeah. They're making a fallout show and it looks really good. Amazon. Uh, uh, I don't think it's Amazon. I think it's Netflix. I don't know. I'm speaking up my butt on that one. Okay. I'll look it up right now. All right. Um, Deep Rock Galactic. What is that? <laughs> yeah, I played some Deep Rock Galactic. Actually, I hadn't played in a long time, uh, but the new season came out. Um, so more content. I'll just be brief about it. Uh, new enemies. It's been a while since we had any new enemies in that game. Two new enemies. One of them is kind of like the spitter from Left 4 Dead. It's called a splash tail something. But uh, there's already a spitter, isn't there? Or what is it called? What's the thing that long ranges you in that game? Um, there's a spitballer. Yeah, that shoots like projectiles at you from a distance. This one. No, shoots there's like acid. an arachnid dude that like stays on the wall, super far from you, and snipes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a type of glyphid that does that. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, but that shoots projectiles that do some really heavy damage over time. This one actually covers the ground with acid that if mm. you walk over, you take damage. Um, but oh. what's really annoying is the other enemy, which is the sting tail. And this is a scorpion like creature that hooks you like scorpion from Mortal Kombat, pulls you in and then punches you in the face with its big stinger. Um, it's super annoying. And there's not a lot of displacement enemies in Deep Rock Galactic. You know, there's the uh, ones, that, the roly-polies that roll around, they knock you around like marbles. Um, that's always like the most annoying thing because it interrupts anything that you're channeling. No. Nick, I think we're getting some feedback okay. on your mic. I got to go, guys. Is it me? Um, okay. Preemptive titties. Thanks. Oh, oh boy. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Bye, Amelia. All right, there we go. Um, but yeah, that uh, any sort of displacement effect in that game is super annoying because it interrupts anything that you might be channeling, including resing and uh, a down teammate. But yeah, I mean, game is as good as ever. Um, also, a little bit of drama that happened with um, with Deep Rock. Uh, they had a DLC, and the community just said flat out like we don't think it's worth the money we don't think that it's very um i heard that yeah what do you uh, think about it well i looked at the deal so first of all ghost ship games the developer handled this really well they said okay you know you guys have spoken and uh we're gonna change things we're gonna make that part of the season pass the free season pass that you can unlock and then we're gonna go back to the drawing board on the dlc um so yeah, I mean, they, they do a fantastic job. Again, Ghost Ship Games setting the gold standard for uh, for developers out there. Developer ethics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I that's did, awesome. I, I looked at the 
at the cosmetics. And yeah, they're, they're nothing great, especially compared with some of the other DLC, the paid DLC that they have, like the uh, rival robotics one where everything's kind of lit and blinking and green. You know, when people pay money for cosmetics, they want it to look pretty flashy. This stuff was just, uh, it, it looked pretty plain. It belongs, I think, in the, um, in, in the free uh, season pass. So I think that was the right call. But yeah, that that doesn't usually happen with that game. I was surprised to see that, but they handled it well. It it ba- like it it baffles me and it doesn't that that game still has such a cult following for being like one of those like four player like situational shooters. To me, it doesn't have that ebb and flow of player base that some other people other places do. It just always has a medium to high, always has a medium to high like other games like they, they go low like Tarkov like you have these super high highs and then it goes poo poo low hmm. like after a month well, it, it goes poo poo low the player base does fluctuate I, I, I've i noticed a, it peaks around times like these when they have uh, a new season um, like r- right now it's like 30,000 people playing it'll dip to about 10,000 but still that's just on Steam that's not counting people that are playing this on console and it's not counting people that are playing this on Xbox Game Pass so there's yeah. a lot more people out there. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I've, I've always liked Deep Rock Galactic. I've only ever put like eight hours into it. So but, yeah. and that's just a rabbit hole I can't get into. I did talk to someone else into buying it uh, that I play a lot of games with. So I'll probably be <laughs> playing a, a lot more with him. He's new, getting the hang of things. All right. So let's move into listener questions here. We've got actually a good amount of them. Uh, if there's any we come across that we want to save for Emilio, we'll do that. But uh, I don't think any are specific to him. Mm-mm. First one's coming from Hingle McCringleberry. He says, what's, the long, what's a long abandoned series that's due for a comeback? Jack and Dexter. If you make a Jack and Dexter like Breath of the Wild-like game where it's exploration and you're kind of like physics-based and shit like that, I think you can make a lot of money. Hmm. It's a fun character. It's like a character that's kind of like young adultish. Uh, you know, there's a nostalgia factor for some people. And then, you know, it's kind of like that, uh, that rust punk kind of shit, but future rust punk stuff. uh, Maybe they remastered it. I thought this, they they remastered the first game. Yeah. And that was like five or six years ago. Cause that was, uh, that was a naughty dog game. Yeah, it, it was like early 2000s. It, it was on console, so of course I never played it, but I, I was aware of that. I I remember it being really difficult. A lot of people talked about the difficulty of it. It was definitely a, a game for pretty much like kids that played a lot of video games or adults. <laughs> it, it was pretty hard compared to so the other game that was out at the time that was comparable was like Ratchet and Clank. Okay, and maybe that's uh, it was definitely because Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank was pretty hard, but I remember Jack and Dexter being pretty like a lot more difficult than Ratchet and Clank because mm-hmm. I, I knew Game Plus Ratchet and Clank like four or five times, but you can't do that with Jack and Dexter. Well, I talked a few weeks ago about how I think there needs to be another Lemmings game. That's Hell yeah, back. dude! <laughs> That'll be my answer. I'm down for that. What about you, Amanda? I wanna. I want another duck hunt game like a vr duck hunt that'd be great <laughs> you could make Just... that because it's not a true series if i wanted like a, a true series i would love to see a really 
bitchin' Wheel of Time video game. They made the Wheel of Time a shitty series on Amazon, uh, which I'm glad that they at least made something, but it could have been a lot better. I mean, Robert Jordan really wrote this shit out uh, in full detail, so I feel like they had a lot of things they could have done. I would I would love to see a video game of that series. Um, however, if we're talking about a video game series that could be revitalized, I think Duck Hunt would be fantastic. Just v- VR Duck Hunt? They gave you like a VR, VR rifle and a VR yeah. dog? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> VR seizures from the screen flashing? That's right. <laughs> he also asks, what's the best way to eat potatoes roasted uh, my favorite is the way my my wife makes smashed potatoes uh she's making them tomorrow which are like these small like red potatoes or sometimes they're like different types of potatoes but she i think bakes them at like a pretty high temperature and then she smashes them and then she puts like cheese and, and like every potato is its own little bite it's it's nice it's good it's fun mm-hmm. that sounds so good I like potatoes in a burrito. Oh, oh dude. That's a good but, but, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever have hash browns in a potato? I mean, in a burrito? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I love it's my potatoes banger, like dude. hash browns. I can't really eat a lot of potatoes. I can do a lot of sweet potatoes, but I can't have like a lot of regular potatoes. Um, but, I, oh, man, hash browns are so good. I and do not like in sweet burritos. potatoes. <laughs> I'm not a big them. sweet potato fan either. Oh, I'd love them. I'll change yeah. everything to sweet potatoes. I love it. But at the same time, I I don't know. I wouldn't put sweet potatoes in a burrito. I feel like yeah. real no. potatoes need to go in a burrito. Yeah, like I agree with that. <laughs> Mexicans don't believe in sweet potatoes either. It's all Yeah, no, potatoes. it's super like white girl, I need kale and avocado. and Oh, my God, my yams yeah, for Thanksgiving yeah, with no, my, my marshmallows on top. Mm. It's an insulin issue. All right, come at me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my pancreas doesn't work. <laughs> it's great. No, it's a hormone <laughs> disorder. Awesome. But no, um, just regular kidding, potatoes just and burrito is awesome, and so is hash browns. So it's like, ah, I love that shit. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. Next question from I Tom. What is your favorite Nicolas Cage film? Mine would be Lord of War. Uh, I agree. I love Lord of War. It taught me a lot about the world and how shitty it is in a lot of ways. Uh, when I was younger, I was I think it was fourteen when that came, movie came out, or thirteen when it came out. And then what's funny is that when all that shit went down, like last year, when that guy got released. That was also interesting as well. I was like, oh, okay, that guy. Okay. That's an interesting person to let go. Um, but yeah, I, that's definitely my favorite Nick Cage film. The one with the bees is pretty good, too. Oh, God. The Wicker Man. The Wicker he's Man. Got, oh, he's my got God. Quite yeah, the the Wicker Man. Um, it, it's funny. This question came up on uh, Doug Loves Movies, and people were talking about their favorite Nick Cage movies. And, of course, somebody mentioned Mandy. I think that's a recent one that he's done that has been really popular and definitely worth checking out. Uh, and, you know, I watched his early films recently. Well, recent, within the last year, like Valley Girl and uh, what's that vampire one? Vampire Kiss, I think. Uh, just some really crazy, ridiculous stuff. But I don't know if I could, if I've got a favorite. Um, maybe Face Off. Face Off hmm. is a classic. Mm-hmm. Maybe Con Air. I don't know. <laughs> Mine is National Treasure. I know. Everybody's Dude, that's favorite. such a good one, man. <laughs> you must it is put a good one. On the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> it's 
national treasure is a national treasure. treasure. Yeah, if I could say. (laughs) It's fantastic. I really actually want to watch the unbearable weight of massive talent, though. But people say it's pretty funny. Yeah, and and honestly, a big reason why I want to watch it is truthfully because of Pedro Pascal, not because of Nicolas Cage. But the fact of two of them together sounds like an amazing combo. It's supposed and to be feel- really good. It got overshadowed by Top Gun when it came out in theaters, but it's mm. supposed to be really good. Have you yeah. have you seen that scene that they use for the trailer? Like they don't edit the scene at all; they just use it, and it's where they they go through the uh, the like collection of memorabilia that Pedro Pascal's character has. And he finally gets to the wax sculpture of Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage is like, it's disgusting. I'll give you $12,000 for it. (laughs) He's like, I can't sell that to you, Mr. Cage. I always, I always see references of it on, I guess, like on social media and shit, where they're always playing the like "make your own kind of music" and it's oh, showing yeah. like, yeah, and it's showing like Nicolas Cage is just like tripping balls and not having a good time, and he just looks at Pedro Pascal who's just grinning and having a great ass time, and they're having like a roller, uh, roller coaster of a ride in a car. Like I could have sworn in the, I don't know if in the movie they take hallucinogenic drugs or what it is. I know the drugs happens at some point and Nicolas Cage is not having a good time and Pedro Pascal's having the best of times. So it sounds like a, a hilarious fucking movie and it's it's on my list to like watch because yeah, it looks like it's good. It's referenced a lot and a lot of shit. But National Treasure is definitely my favorite movie from Nicolas Cage. Hmm. Nice. Uh, he also asks, what next role would you like to see Nicolas Cage in? I think he would be perfect, a perfect fit for Bizarro. You know what? Um, Fuck it. Make him the Witcher. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. No, please don't. <laughs> I don't know. He's done so many different types of roles. He was great in Renfield. I mean, that was absolutely the best part of that movie. And it didn't really do too well at the box office. I'm not sure why, because I feel like that's something we all wanted to see is Nicolas Cage's uh, is Dracula. Dracula. And it totally worked. There, there were some things in that movie that didn't quite work. And... Um, I don't know. Maybe they didn't play up the whole. I, I, I don't know. The trailer was a little weird. I I watched the movie and I'm like, this is better than what the trailer made it out to be. So, I don't know. Do you think people expect too many things from the trailer nowadays? And they, unless the trailer's killer, then nobody want to watch the movie. I just feel like things are overhyped these days, just in general. You know what I mean? Like, I I feel like social media certainly. Um, like amplifies it especially with tiktok and instagram reels and all of that shit like they really can kind of pinpoint and like hype shit up but i'm a big believer that like a lot of overhyping really kills the integrity of both video games and movies and all kinds of shit but definitely to me at least video games and and shows yeah okay makes sense what do you guys think um i i think it's kind of a mixture of that and then just things are really inundated right now um, with like, just we're trying to hit the nostalgia factor for so many things. And we're trying to it, it, like adhere to so many different audiences and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's tough to make a new IP. Those just don't exactly do very well. I mean, what does really well is Marvel movies and remakes, you know, new Top Gun movie. There, There's a meme where it's like, 
uh, right now, Disney is waiting for that moment in SpongeBob where they go jellyfish hunting, and there's a little like case where they hold their jellyfish nets, and he goes, "Time to break out old reliable." And that old reliable, instead of being a jellyfish net, is the X Men, and they're just like, "We're just waiting until the shit hits the <laughs> fan, and then we're just gonna crack that open." Here you but, go, another Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question from Jeff Sunday. What are your most memorable experiences with hacks, cheat codes, mods, uh, mods, and for the old game, strategy guides? Oh, I have a good one. Can I go first? <laughs> so uh, growing up when I was in middle school, me and my best friend, we used to spend every weekend, her name is Leela, uh, we used to spend every weekend for months in middle school playing Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Uh, next to each other. It was two TVs, two Xboxes, and we'd sit next to each other and play it. We found, she started a cheat and then I finished it. So she found um, a way to, she would go into Balmora, go to the Mages Guild, design a spell, do the spell maker or whatever. And she found a way to target on, or, or to like cast on target and like attribute increasing spell. And then she fucked up and accidentally did it on a wall and it bounced off of the wall in Balmora at the basement of the mages guild onto yourself. And so when she did that, she was able to increase her strength unlimitedly like, or, or any attribute. And so then I took it and I applied it to skills. So I made it like acrobats 3000. <laughs> like we, one time. Yeah. One time we did um, speed and we just kept increasing it till it was like well over a thousand and we ran out of the fucking game. Like we, we, we were <laughs> the game couldn't buffer as fast as you could run. Well, no, yeah. we were well, we were in the basement of the Mages Guild in Balmora and we just ran after we made our speed three thousand. And it was like literally looked like a blueprint. Like they were designing the room. Like that's we it was just all black and then like the the layout of the mages guild in Balmora, and that was it and we were like oh we broke the game like <laughs> so we made our strength like six thousand, and it would just be like one shot not only was it one shot but it would like knock the fucking enemy the way physics out of the yeah way. yeah like the physics broke like with us doing that and so then we put that shit on cheatcc.com and like we put that cheat code on there because we were the ones that found it we we're the first ones that found it so if you all ever read the cheatcc.com of how you could make your own spell to target on or to cast on target that bounced off of a wall to increase either your attributes or your skills you're fucking welcome because that was me and my friend Lila that invented that and put that shit on cheatcc.com so anyway what's your I, ha- I have a Morrowind question for you real quick yeah uh, what's up do you remember Dagoth Ur oh yeah yes, have you I been do. hearing all these fucking memes about Dagoth Ur and the AI things no, I have not. I, I mean, I'm gonna Dagoth send Earth you a video. Big into oblivion as well, but like, yeah, I would. Lo- yeah, send me the. Video. I'm gonna send you, to and you, you have to listen to it, and then you have to send me a response when we're done with this okay. podcast, okay? Because it. it's yeah, the funniest it. use of AI I've ever seen in my fucking life, dude. For fuck you, yeah. for you don't know, Bobby. You probably don't know who the fuck Dagoth Ur is. No, He's an extremely xenophobic and racist dark elf that hates the Empire with more hate than anything I can ever think of. And he just shits talk. He shits talks to his like servants and stuff like that about how much he hates the empire. But he's also extremely knowledgeable about like 
mundane things, so he always asks questions about them. Imagine like a super like aristocratic person, but he lives in a cavern because he's a fucking dark elf and he's a weirdo. Yeah, th- think of like the bougiest, assholiest, um, like prime and proper fucking vampire that the- there is. Like, yeah, I see like one of the greatest quotes he has is, what a fool you are. I'm a god. How can you kill a god? Yeah, like he's so full of fucking arrogance and a fucking asshole. <laughs> it's, his, it's his whole character. And so like what people have done is they've they've gotten all of his voice lines, they've gotten all of his audio, and they've uploaded it to an AI model, and now they're making it... <laughs> they're giving him prompts, and one of the prompts is he tries baked beans from England, and oh, no. it's the funniest fucking video in the world, dude. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm sending you, Days. You have awesome. to fucking watch it, dude. Yeah, I bet he fucking hates it because it's so poor for him or some shit. Because Dagother is a fucking asshole. But <laughs> yeah, I had I, I had I hadn't remembered that name in so long until I watched the video. And I was like, oh my god, dude! It was like a blast from the past. Yeah, but yeah, he's gonna pain the in the ass question. to fight too. <laughs> All right. Um, well, what about you, Bobby? God, I'm oh, trying yeah. to think of any sort of. I mean, I had a game genie, but I never really like used cheat codes or hacks. I, you know, a lot with Dark Forces too. Um, you'd get kicked out of games if you were cheating, but there were special rooms that the Zone.net. If anyone anyone remembers that, that's where I used to play video games way back in the '90s. Um, but there were special rooms created for where you could just mess around with any of the hacks that you want to make. And most people would edit COG files, these COG files for Dark Forces 2. And they were like INF files. Um, you would just edit and change the values on it and make guns do crazy things and sometimes break the game. I don't know. I had a lot of fun doing that. And you can make, eventually people would like turn those into mods and stuff, but yeah, I, I don't know. I never messed around too much with that stuff. What are you talking about? You just found like such a great, almost Game Shark cheat code with the dungeons in Diablo Four. You yeah, know, saw before they nerfed video. it. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I, saw, I was on YouTube. I saw a thumbnail. All right, there goes video. Bobby's <laughs> credibility, everybody. Let's all head home now. There it goes. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't figure this to do. I got things to do. I do research. I, I benefit <laughs> off of other. This stuff. And, and you know, in the YouTube video, the guy that's was the like, "That's the ultimate you know, cheat." Actually, yeah. that's the ultimate is cheat researching. right there. It's just research yeah, what other this people is the have fucking age. found. I mean, you just go online and look stuff up. You don't figure things out for yourself. Who has time for that? Yeah, who uh, has time to sit on an Xbox next to your best friend and just fuck around with spell making <laughs> on Morrowind for hours? <laughs> yeah, when you're twelve. Yeah, yeah, it was about because you have no responsibilities. <laughs> that's right. You just got to be a kid again. That's all it is. Oh yeah. All right, next question from Zap. Has anyone or has any game become a lifestyle for you? I've gotten into sim racing and now every week me and my wife are watching races and making plans to go to the F1 race next year. That's pretty awesome. Congratulations, mm. man. That's a big deal. Those are really fun. That is awesome. They, they that is not that is definitely a lifestyle. Like you talk about people who get into F1, those are like the people that really enjoy like football and like college sports like to the point where like they don't talk to their family if they don't like the same team as them and shit like that. F1 can get really hardcore. I only know that because I lost two guildies to the same F1 bullshit. Uh, but yeah, 
uh, for me, it was RTS games. When I was a kid uh, and I discovered Age of Mythology, I was like, there's more games like this? There, what? And then I just, all I did was like, not only was I interested in, in Age of Mythology and I was interested in other RTS games, I was like, okay, so how was war actually waged in this period of time? And like, I was like researching stuff when I was a kid. And I was like, why do you know so much about medieval combat? I'm like, I don't know. I'm 10. Leave me alone. I'm like, I'm getting those eyewitness books. You know what I'm talking about with the white covers oh, and all the fucking yeah. shit on them from the library. I'm looking at like, encyclopedias. I got no internet yet. Like it, it was a good time. That that was me when I discovered RTS games as a kid. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I played a lot of Heroes of the Storm and I got pretty obsessed with that. And they would have the competitive scene. The uh, God, what do they call that? They, they had the um, league that they would play during weekends and, and during the week. And I used to watch that all the time. Um, and what eventually, I, you know, I took four years off that game. What eventually got me back into it was watching that show Players. I don't know if they're going to do a second season of it, but I, I wish they I hope they do. Yeah, I hope they do, too. You know, they left the, the last season off on a cliffhanger, probably hoping for a second season, but uh, who knows. But players, and it's a stupid name, too, to call a show Players. It's just, it's not good for the algorithm, as they say. But it's a show about these League of Legends esports players and all the drama that ensues with them. You know, the young rookie, the old has-been, like all the stereotypes are there. Um, but watching that show just totally remind me of just like the hype I would feel watching esports. Uh, that hype that I never really felt watching regular sports, like still esports is it for me, but, um, yeah, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping they do come out with a second season. And also, I think they released it on Paramount plus or one of the more obscure channels that, that doesn't have as much visibility, but check that out. Players still recommend it. Nice. All right. Uh, for me, I guess, a uh, lifestyle, I don't know, maybe survival games like Dark and Light really started it, I guess. Like, because Dark and Light brought me to Ark, which I lost my life to fucking Ark for a while. Um, Brought me to Valheim. And I don't know. It's also made me look at things differently when I'm hiking. Um, Like, I'll go hiking. And if I see a whole patch of, (laughs) of like birch trees, I'll be like, oh, yeah. That's some really fine wood. You could build really good base off of that. Or like if I'm driving, when I was um, driving around in Arizona, I would see these a lot where they'd have these like mesas and these kind of just like huge mountains with like a flat little spot. And every time I see one of those anywhere that I'm traveling, all I think of is, God damn, that'd be a really good spot for a base. If I was building a base, that is where I would build it. And so, like, it always makes me want to climb and, like, hike up to the top of that to get the same kind of views that I used to get when I would play Ark or Dark and Light, where I would be up on a mesa and then, like, see the whole valley and everything around me and, like, build an entire base there. So, I don't know. I guess that's – is that a lifestyle? I, I'm not sure. But, you know, it uh, survival crafting games definitely changed my life, you know. It all starts with chopping down a tree, as Bobby knows. Uh, tree chopping not my favorite activity yep (laughs) all right this next question is from hinks it's directed at me he asks have you played the drg survivor play test as a big fan of drg what are your thoughts on the new spinoff 
I brought this up whenever that game was first announced or the Steam page came up. I love the idea. I love the idea of a Vampire Survivors clone, but DRG style. And it also looked like there's more stuff to do other than just running around shooting. Like you actually have some objectives and resources to collect. I did not know that there was a play test. So when I saw this message, of course, I immediately went to the Steam page and signed up for it. I have yet to hear back from them. So hopefully soon, I would love to check that game out. Bobby's just tapping the window. He's like, I'm here. You know, I'm here. Let me in. Sometimes when you sign up for those things, you get like auto approved. Immediate. Yeah. yeah. So I was hoping <laughs> that would be the case, but it was not. Um, in fact, I think I went back to the Steam page later and I don't see the button to sign up for the place test anymore. So maybe they're not accepting people. Um, hopefully I get in eventually because uh, I'm a big fan. Maybe they noticed I got over 800 hours in Deep Rock Galactic and that counts for something. All right, last question from Morconius. Favorite reference to Canada or something Canadian in gaming or film? Uh, Duke Kaboom from Toy Story uh, 4. He's my favorite character in that movie. He's so funny. I don't know if I've seen yeah. Toy Story 4. I think I've seen all of them but 4. It's the one that, um, I mean, I'm not going to spoil the movie for you, but it's a very heart ra- heart-wrenching movie. Um it has the new kid as the main as the main kid. Uh, it it made me cry. Um, it's very good. Uh, Vivian loves it. Everyone that I know that's seen it loves it as well. Uh, there's a lot of great voice actors returning, and uh, even Mr. Potato Head uh, Don Rickles passed away before they could record new lines for him. But they did use some of the lines from the past recordings, as well as lines that they never used, and lines from video games and stuff like that for his character. So. Um, it's a really good movie. Um, I would watch it, but uh, Keanu Reeves' Duke Kaboom is definitely good. Uh, he, you know, it was this just like a Canadian little, character. Yeah, he's he's Canadian. Um, what's the guy that used to jump over buses and shit in America? Uh, evil Knievel. Evil Knievel. He, he's a, he's a, he's a Canadian Evil Knievel, and he was one of those toys that you like wound up backwards, and he would shoot down the fucking ramp and then flip over. And like flip into the and flip into the, the flaming circle, and but you just gotta watch. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. You should definitely watch it, man. It, yeah, it's Toy Story Four. It's it's arguably the best one in my opinion. When it came out, I was planning on seeing seeing it, so I watched all the other Toy Story movies. I had only seen the first one before, so I watched one through three, and then I never saw four. <laughs> oh wow, that's sometimes hard. I run out of steam mm. on these these franchises. I'm telling you, man, you should really check it out. It's so good. For me, it's kind of weird because uh, growing up in essentially southern Canada, um, so many things that I thought were just things that you enjoy were like kind of Canadian. It's not necessarily film or gaming, but I will throw out there Gordon Lightfoot is like a fucking legend in michigan and it's because in lake superior in like 1985 there was a ship that was totally fucking wrecked like a few miles out from the sulox which is an area in michigan that is there's like an area of lake superior that are these deep uh kind of trenches where huge freighter like ships can stop for a moment and get checked up on and things like that as it traverses all the way across all the great lakes and it's a connector between Sault Ste. Marie Canada and Sault Ste. Marie Michigan and 
the Edmund Fitzgerald sunk like a few miles away from it in a huge storm in like November and Gordon Lightfoot made this entire folk song about it and I'm fucking telling you you could go to so many bars in Michigan and that shit might end up playing or you could play it and a bunch of people will sing along to it and so Gordon Lightfoot is a huge Canadian influence in Michigan at least but we've got a bunch of them like especially with film uh, I mean like Jim Carrey was everywhere I think I mean then again a lot of these actors were really big anyway like when you talk about Seth Rogen Jim Carrey Ryan Gosling Ryan Reynolds Keanu Reeves like they're all really big names anyway Mike Myers but like I don't know like they they had a huge presence for me growing up and like a lot of people in Michigan as well and like I said I mean we kind of grew up drinking more Caesars than we did Bloody Mary so like uh, to me it's a little skewed on like what's a Canadian influence because it just kind of feels like normal <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know that's me and being in Washington it's kind of a mind fuck because there's actually a lot of like southern British Columbia like Canadian influence and so there's been so many things here that to me feels like home but it's not and it's also super different like a lot of people say no worries or they'll say you bet or you betcha and i'm like what the fuck like (laughs) i'm on the west coast and it sounds like the midwest and it's awesome but i really think that it's more of that we're all just southern canada (laughs) but yeah there's a lot of influence is what i'm getting at (laughs) a lot of canadian actors and then you figure out oh i didn't know that guy was canadian or something (laughs) Mm mm-hmm yeah, what about you, Bobby? Especially being all involved in film and shit. I don't know. Anytime, anytime uh, Canadians come up in film, I, I feel like they're always making fun of them or something for all the stereotypes. And I can't remember if this is the case with um, one of my favorite movies, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. There's a part in that movie where they go to a Canadian-themed restaurant and the waiters are dressed like Mounties and uh, the food is all Canadian-themed. It's, just, <laughs> it's all it, poutine it, and Caesars. It's like super <laughs> ridiculous. But I I recently re-watched that movie and I, I saw that part and I was like, God, that seems so ridiculous. Now, you know, you watch these things as kids and you don't quite get the joke or comprehend a lot of things and then you watch them as an adult and you're just like, oh God, that's that's so dumb. Uh, but yeah, watch Gremlins too and look out for that Canadian restaurant. Nice. All right, folks, that's an episode. What's everyone playing next week? Are we all playing uh, some Starship Trooper game? Battlebit. I mean, I'm, I'm playing more Battlebit. I might pick up Battlebit. I said that two weeks ago, but uh, I, I don't know. Since I'm over Diablo 4, it's like, okay, now I need something new. Battlebit looks really good. Exter- uh, Starship Troopers Extermination could get into that. We'll see. I could definitely play that. I just I just bought with the Steam sale. I got the Division 2, Tell Me Why, Submerge Hidden Depths, A Short Hike, and Late Shift. So those ones I'd like to play, um, but we'll see. I've got a long list of shit I got to play. Yeah, you got a <laughs> so lot to we'll do. See. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. All right. Well, does someone want to sign us off here? Sure. Yeah, I can. Uh, speaking for Nick and Bobby... And uh, Emilio's birthday titties. <laughs> <laughs>